Hey, welcome back to Witches in Space. Today we're going to be talking about the Salem Witch Trials, and I'm going to hand it over to Robo. Hey everyone, I want to take us to the beginning of the trials. So the beginning started in spring of 1692. A group of little girls claimed to be possessed by the devil, and they accuse several women of witchcraft in the, I guess, the town, which to me is crazy anyway that they believed a bunch of little girls, but that's <laughs> neither here nor there right now. So they believe these little girls and that's what kind of starts the craze. And what blows my mind is that this has made such a big impact on history. You know, we study it in, I'm a history major. We, we took a whole week to study this and it only lasted from the spring around the spring to fall and ended in September. Right. And roughly there was about 150 people accused in all only, I think 18, 19 people actually died. Yeah. I think I 20. Huh? I think I heard it was 20. I've heard varying number numbers when I do research. That's why I kind of, I'll take 20, you know, that's roughly about what I saw um, through the different websites I researched and articles that I read. But it, Bridget Bishop was the first one hung. They, I didn't really look too much into her story. I just know that one of the first people accused, they were like, okay, goodbye. And that kind of started the craze from there. I like that witchcraft dates as far back as the 14th century, but all of a sudden some little girl say something and it starts up this whole thing that these witches are here to get you. And even at the end of this, at the end of the witch trials, there's so much bitterness between neighbors because at the end of the day, it ended up being, I want to say a popularity contest, but it ended up being people being jealous of each other and putting each other up for it. Like anyone could get accused at any time for anything. It was a crazy time. Crazy. My, my thoughts and feelings toward this was it wasn't just like this, all of a sudden this weird random thing that these girls were accusing. These girls actually had like a little click name. They called themselves the circle girls. And, um, and during that time, the, the 13 colonies, you know, this was pre-revolutionary, you know, wartime. So they were kind of like trying to learn themselves and, and um, uh, what is it? Puritan? Puritan? Yeah. The religion, the Puritan. Uh, yeah. And, and Salem really took a hold of that religion and they started like going, breaking down, being really strict. And a main, the only thing that these little children and these little girls were reading was either the Bible or records and books written by Cotton Mather. And I really think that took like this toll on all these little girls and really made them really delusional. And um, cause that, that is a thing like mass hysteria delusion, you know, it oh. kind of like, spreads from one child to another almost. So on that, um, I read Cotton Mather's book. Have you ever read his book, Wonders of the Invisible World? I've only read bits and pieces. I did not want to open it. <laughs> it's in old English. It was really rough. I had to yeah. read it for my history major. I wanted to die half the time. It's so interesting how he how he uses religion to explain everything. And my issue with that is that when you use religion instead of science, you kind of warp the truth. You you make it make sense to your beliefs. And um, are you familiar with Robert Califf? No. I think you'd love him. So Robert Califf wrote more wonders of the invisible world and it's actually a book against cotton mather he took a more 
logical approach to it. And actually he was there at the same place as Cotton Mather was. He actually had a few conversations with Cotton. And what I love was that in his book, he kind of dissected everything that Cotton went over. And at the end of it, Cotton Mathers was so mad at this book. Like he really felt like Robert destroyed his reputation. And what's up? Sorry, Cotton Mather. This is my thing about him. He was a really smart guy. He he got into Harvard um, at 12 years old. He knew like multiple languages and got his master's at, at 19. And he was a philosopher. He was all into science. Why is a man of science mixing religion into his books? And it almost seems like it was a big conspiracy to try to control the vulnerable and the weak uh-huh. and to scare them and, and, and for, for control almost. And I just think he was just, dabbling in something that he really didn't know about a lot. I'm going to go with yes and no, because Tom Mather was a minister. And at that back then, to get into college at 12 years old, that wasn't like a huge feat. The knowledge that they had back then was nothing compared to what we have nowadays, if that makes sense. So I don't really like take that as him being a genius because i mean what the fuck else do they have to do back then they learn like they read books that's what they do true that true that <laughs> uh, so i don't i don't think he's a stupid man but he was also an anti-vaxxer during i don't think it was a spanish flu one of the outbreaks i think it was smallpox actually he was an anti-vaxxer i don't really take him as one of the leading men in science but he he did enjoy science i do know that he liked that kind of stuff and i do know that he went to school for it um, but he chose to be a minister because I think his father was one, if I'm not mistaken. I really, I think you should read The More Wonders of the Invisible World because one of the things Robert brought up was Margaret Rule. Margaret Rule was a little girl that they both went to see. She claimed to be possessed. And <laughs> when you hear Cotton Mather tell it, this poor little girl possessed, she keeps saying that this woman keeps appearing to her at night and she's having fits and all this shit. No. When Robert walked in, they have this little girl drunk. First of all, they have her giving her nothing but liquor. And what Robert paid attention to is whenever the young men would come, she'd start acting more weird. And when they tried to leave, she'd throw a fit. So she would make the men rub her belly and give her attention. And and then she'd say that would calm her down. So I'm a firm believer that these little girls knew what they were doing. I, I really think so, too, because I just think what was being put out there and there and that was, you know, almost like they were brainwashed. All they knew and heard was just the religion and the devil. And, and if you don't do this, you're going to burn in hell. And I, I just really think that really did a toll on them uh, developing as kids. And, you know, you go back to those group of girls, they call themselves the circle girls. I don't know if that's legit or not. But what I heard, the leader, her name was what, Ann Putnam, Putnam, something like that, Mm. only 12 years old. And then there was Betty Paris and her father happened to be the prime minister during that time, Edward Bishop. And and it all started with, you know, and it's so weird, like all the different accounts, there's so many different versions and different stories of this. It's like, you just don't know what's true and what to believe. But one of the things that I that I read that kind of to me like, okay, maybe this sounds more realistic was um, there, they had a slave and her name was Tibula, I think Tibula, something like that. And I'm familiar with her. She was actually one of the few people exonerated. 
Yeah, because she was at the actual prime minister's slave and she was beaten half to death by Betty Paris and her friends just like out of fun and stuff. And they got her to confess that she was a witch. And, you know, and and in someone in a desperate situation like that, she started accusing other people of being witches. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where it all kind of. I don't know, maybe kind of started right there was was with these these group of girls just accusing other girls of being witches because they saw they got that little power, you know, all their, their parents were all big leaders and, and they got away with it. What a bunch of idiots. What a hell of a phase to have people actually executed because you're going through some hormonal shit. That's it blows my fucking mind. I yeah. think it was a mix though. I do think those, some, those little girls, like you said, Cotton Mather, why he was put under fire when Robert released his book is because he, he put out there how much of a role Cotton played in really putting that hysteria out there with his writings. And also his writings, Robert made uh, Cotton kind of sound like a pedophile by saying he would rub on the little girl and stuff to calm her down. And Cotton Mathers lost his shit. He really did. Like, I I wish um, you, you would go back and read these sometimes because they're so interesting. If you get past the old English, because that part is rough, but if you find a translation... They're so interesting to Con Mathers got so so mad he would not speak or meet with Robert after he came out with this book. And I don't believe Robert meant anything bad about it. He was a God fearing man. He said that they should believe in the scripture versus all this mythology and shit that people are running wild with. So I just that whole dynamic that they have is really interesting. I do like that in 1976, Science Magazine came out with a study. They tried to explain the Salem witch trials and the the most scientific explanation they can come up with is a fungus called ergot. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but it, it's found in rye and wheat and other cereals that they ate a lot back then, but it can cause hysteria and delusions and vomiting. And they said yes. that it could have been that. But, but recently more, more recently scientists have re- rebuted that because if that would have happened, um, the accounts doesn't match up to what that d- would do to you today because they te- they did that they tested that theory mm-hmm. and these girls were going in and out of fits one minute they were okay and the next minute they're completely sober that's not how that that fungus works you know yeah, what i mean if you're sick you're sick and that like i said that could be acting you know like you said they got a little bit of power they got some attention and they just ran with it that's what I think. And there's a, a psychological, like even name for it. And for the life of me, I can't remember what it is, but it's like a mass delusion, like a mass hysteria that happens. And it just spreads like wildfire, especially with little children, nothing to do back then. Their imagination is so vivid and crazy. And all they've been taught their whole life is, you know, reading those kind of scriptures and books and talking about witchcraft and all that. Like, I really think it messed I think it messed with them. And there was a lot of stuff going on during that time. You know, Lewis, I don't know if you're familiar with her. She went through a really rough childhood. Her parents were killed by Indians. And so she was sent to be a slave uh, to, uh, to Salem, to, um, I think to Ann Putnam. Um, and I, and I know I'm saying her last name wrong. And her, she also was a Putnam? 
Putnam, there we go. And she was also a part of the Circle Girls and was just out there hysterically. And they believed whatever this little girl also said when someone, she said if someone came to her dreams or something like that, Mm -hmm. it would accuse them. They would go and accuse that person. And it was called spectral evidence. Um, And (laughs) that's what they called it. In court, all they needed was spectral evidence against the accused and two witnesses. That was it. And and they were guilty. Uh-huh. <laughs> Could you imagine if that held up today? Spectral evidence. I'd be claiming everything. Right. Right. And I think one of the first girls that Ann Putnam and um, Betty Paris accused was a girl. And I'm probably and like I said, there's so many different accounts of this was Abigail Hobbs. Mm-hmm. Um, she was just like maybe 14, 15, you know, they were jealous of her. She was really, you know, they claimed she was a wild child. She was really beautiful. She was outspoken and um, they claimed that she was a witch. They took her in and, and they tortured her and they tortured this 14, 15 year old girl. And of course, when you're, again, when you're put into a situation like that, you're desperate that Abigail Hobbs started accusing this person that person and it kind of just was like a domino effect yeah and and then she ended up getting hung anyways and killed i know there was another girl alice young she was hung just because her family and her neighbors felt ill they got they got influenza she was the only one that didn't fall ill so she's a witch let's kill her these people are crazy what blows my mind is that you know, these, the colonists and stuff claim that Native Americans are the savages and they just run around killing each other and other people. <laughs> so I'm like, it just, history is so interesting to me that this whole thing just blows my mind that these people, like you said, legit, they got sick. She didn't, you're a witch. You must be. That's the only explanation. It's not the fact that maybe you weren't around them. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, they didn't cough on you. They didn't sneeze on you. You know, you kept your distance. They, they really... They really blamed witchcraft on everything. I just, I want to know, because I am familiar with, you know, propaganda from the Catholic and Christian churches. Why, why is the dark connotation so deep with, with witchcraft? I don't get it. I mean, I just, I, like I said, I think it, going back to Cotton Mather, you know, he, 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 he looked into history. He knew about history and I think he took it. And I think him and the church got together and it was just an idea to spread this, this fear across the colonies to try to control them. And I, that's what I believe. I really think, I really believe Cotton Mather was either that, or he was just, I don't even know, wrapped up in that too much. I think he was, he was a man of God. He was a minister. So that's why, like I said earlier, I believe like when you look at things through your religion, your perception is warped. It's already warped because you're trying to make it make sense with your religion. How does this explanation line up with my religious beliefs versus what is a logical explanation for what is happening? And I know back then there's only so much I could do, you know, it's not advanced, but I, it still blows my mind that there that no one stepped back, which a few people obviously did, like Robert Caleb. If they did, they were back, hard. but it obviously wasn't enough because they were running around killing each other. Yeah, I do. Like we have it in our own family. You know, one of our great theas was a witch, and I called our mom to ask her a little bit about it. And she's Christian, she, you know. So you know, I I don't this her beliefs in any way i'm all for it she can believe whatever she want but i just noticed at the end of every story was that 
she dabbled in things she shouldn't have. So she came to us crying for help and they warned her and told her, we should, we told you not to mess with those things. And, you know, I'm not there. I don't know what she messed with. There are bad things in every religion, but I just thought it was interesting to, to notice that trend <laughs> with her, that everything brought her back to, oh, she messed with things she shouldn't have. And they were evil and evil things were after her. I just think people fear death so much and what happens after death. And it's just such an unknown thing that it just, it takes over and it consumes people, you know, and, and that's what I really think. And it wasn't just women who, who died during these times. It was a lot of men. It was a lot of men trying to defend their wives that were also killed and hung. And, and that's just, and that's really sad, you know, and um, I know, one couple, it was Ed, Edward Bishop and Sarah Wilds. Edward Bishop, he was going on his second wife, Sarah Wilds. She was a lot younger. Um, she was really beautiful. She was really glamorous. And his ex-mother-in-law and father-in-law, they're really kind of bitter about that, him remarrying to someone so much younger. And it, all it took was them saying, um, and, and really what I read, they said she entertained people at her house at unseasonable hours in the night, drinking and playing cards. So young people were in danger to her corruption. Um, and that's all it took. And they came and, and took Sarah Wilde uh, away. Maybe she was 22, maybe 24 years old. And Edward Bishop was a recognized, respected man of that town. And he thought his word would be able to um, stop them accusing her, but it didn't. They ended up taking him, um, taking him as well to, to jail. Oh my God. And they ended up killing them. It just blows my mind. Like, could you imagine how boring these people were back then? Like, a bunch of old, bored-ass people. hmm You know, to be a good, God-fearing Puritan or whatever the hell they were. Like, you just sat there and read your Bible every day. You worked and read the Bible. That's what it sounds like their life consumed of to me. hmm I just can't. Yeah. I don't get it. I and- don't get it. You know, it wasn't just, you know, people, they, they, they play it. So like burning at the stake and stuff, but they really didn't do that as much in Salem. It was all hanging. Yeah. And, but one of the, and, and also it was poor living conditions and, and starvation too, that killed a lot of these girls and, and children that they kept, they kept them yeah. in this jail and um, for months at a time. And that was, that's what also really killed a lot of these innocent people. I'm sorry. What was that, Nina? No, I was going to say, I, I remember there a story. I can't remember her name, though, but there was one girl that was pregnant and she ended up, her and the baby ended up dying, locked up. I can't remember her name right now for the life of me, though. That is a powerful story to me. And it's a sad one. It, again, the Circle Girls, these little bitches, Ann Putnam. I think that's how you say her, her stupid last name. Um, <laughs> she was a vicious little girl. She, she said... Sarah Good's little four-year-old daughter and in the records you know they they're not sure if her little girl was named Dorcas or Dorothy Good she claimed that she was a spiritual servant to Sarah Good and that she was um, a a spiritual servant of the in in human form of the devil whatever of the devil's servant because she was unruly child she bit and screamed and stuff and that's Again, this Ann Putnam little girl said that, and they took this four-year-old little girl to prison along with Sarah Good, the girl that you're, the woman that you're talking about. She was pregnant at the time, mm-hmm. 
And they had this girl, this little girl, basically against her own mother, you know, telling, yeah. calling her out that she is a witch. Yes, my mom's a witch, but she was four years old. That little girl don't know anything. You could tell her anything. She'd say it. Right. And they, they had him in there for seven months and the four and the poor father, like, I can't remember what his name was, but he tried so hard to get his wife and his daughter out, saving up money, lay, um, um, selling his land property. And, you know, he presented this money to try to take them out and they only would let him get the four-year-old little girl out, um, Dorothy or Dorcas good. And he, and he couldn't save his wife. And, a few days later, after, you know, the four, the four-year-old was released, Sarah Good had her baby in, in prison and that imprisonment. And that baby probably only lived a couple days, but she named that little baby Mercy. And, and then a few couple days later, they hung Sarah Good. And she was defiant. To, to the end, she was very defiant. Um, and something that she said before she was hung, she said, I'm no more witch. I am no more a witch than you are a wizard. If you take my life away, God will give you blood to drink. And and then she was hung. <laughs> As she should. Fuck them people. That's, I just, I don't get how they could legitimately justify what they did to these people. And, you know, this happens all throughout history. How they treat people. A lot of people don't realize how steeped in racism and exclusion the U.S. is steeped in. Like, just... Yeah. It's just stewing in it. It's stewing in hate that this country was built on it. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And I stand by that. I do. I do. And it's just kind of like you know, something as harmless as tarot. Tarot cards has nothing to do with the devil, and yet when people talk to me about it, they're like, "Oh no, that it's witchcraft. I'm not going to get into that. You should be careful with it." Uh, and I'm just like, "What are you talking about?" It. In no way, shape, or form. If anything, it has a, a bigger connection to the stars, you know, the zodiac signs and things like that. I, in no way, shape, or form, because tarot comes from many different cultures. You know what I mean? And you don't even have to have a religion to believe in witchcraft. Yeah, there, you don't ever see in witchcraft and astrology or anything like that mass hysteria and people murdering each other and and just a betrayal and backstabbing each other. What's you know? funny is you only see that in Christianity and Catholicism. And they, and every time someone questioned it, like there was um, a man and I think his name was John Williard. And he was a very bad guy at first. He was the one retrieving all these women and children and taking them to jail, but something just changed in his heart. And he was like, this is wrong. And he said enough. You didn't want to do it no more. All it took was that Ann Putnam girl saying, that he gave her an evil eye and they hung him. That shit's so crazy. And I'm, I want to find this little girl. I bet she's in hell right now if there is one. But <laughs> why I just don't understand. Like, I'm still stuck on the part where they believed a bunch of dumbass little girls over people that they probably worked alongside with their whole life. You know, people don't leave their towns usually. Um, I just, you really took the word of these little girls acting all crazy, acting like they're possessed and shit. I just, I can't believe it. I'm, you know, I think about in the past how they would lock up gypsies and torture, you know, the, what is it? The way the French treated them. And so many people throughout history 
it's like witches were considered another minority, just like pagans. Every everyone else was pushed out, and if you did not fit the norm, then you were evil. You were bad. It's kind of like plays into that psychology thing where anything unknown, people mm-hmm. fear. Just like I I've been told because I'm very quiet in person, um, people can't read me because I'm quiet and I have you know resting bitch face. People question that and they automatically, oh, she's me and she's a bitch. That's the automatic assumption, but it's because people can't read me. And I take that and I think about that. I mean, first impression is everything. And, and first impression, that's what people go along with. It's We are very, you know, judgmental creatures. You know, that's just a part of our DNA, you know, part of our survival. We had to be like that. But, you know, it just turned into such a more sinister way especially during the salem trials it really just took a dark evil turn and i just think it was just what was fed to these children um and and that's i and i firmly believe it was all psychological i really think yes yes i do think that but i really think you have to learn to change what i had to learn to do is argue with myself because you know when i see people off the back i'm like uh they look not maybe someone I would hang out with. And then I've become best friends with the most random people that at first glance, I think, Oh, not them. They're not someone I'd want to associate with. You really have to argue with yourself because the first narrative that pops into your mind isn't correct. Your assumptions are not correct. And I think people, this is something that should be taught. I'm a firm believer in anything you, if you want to serve in the government, if you want to serve with people like counselors, which counselors should know already, but and uh, teachers, any anyone in those type of roles should have to take a psychology class and a sociology class. I stand uh, by that. Officers, especially police officers, anyone that's upholding the law, I think. Yeah, because, you know, the whole argument with police officers is that, oh, well, I was afraid for my life. That's why they shot. But you're you should be trained not to shoot. <laughs> you're the person trained to be there. But that's a whole different conversation from here. On the topic of witchcraft, though, if you think about it, we can take the same thing where a cop is like, oh, I looked at them. They seem sketched to me. I was scared. Whatever. We can take that and apply it to which witches people look at people, you know, people look at me. You wouldn't really be able to tell, but some people fit the book. They like to dress in all black, the goth look, you know, emo, whatever you want to call it. Everyone uh, can be different, but a lot of people were made fun of for that. Like in high school, you're made fun of because you're not the norm. The, yes, the norm. You don't fit that role of the preppy child or a teenager. And you're pretty this much. Exactly it. This, these circle girls were the popular um, it girls. You know, they all their parents were richer, more land, whatever. And, and they ran with that. And I think the first time they they got that power is when they beat and i believe it was betty paris's slave mm-hmm. and and they had her confess she was a witch when she wasn't and then she went on and, and spread accusing other people and they and i think they just realized ooh, look at this power we have and and it just went from there and these these little girls just anyone and everyone they they just didn't like or you know maybe was ugly because i know that sarah good woman that was pregnant a lot of people the accounts of her they said she was a beggar she was ugly so she must have been a witch and her child was unruly and her child was a servant to her in an animal human form from from hell you know and and they were 
accuses witches, this four-year-old little girl and this pregnant woman, just because of how she looked, just because how she looked, and they judged her for it. So it's really sad. It's it's very sad. Yeah, and now I do want to take a trip up to Salem because they have dedicated that whole town to that time period actually they have a lot of museums and things going on i would i would love to go see it i just i still think it's so interesting that such a small part of our history has made such a huge impact but so they teach us that but then they don't really teach us about native american history and about chinese exclusion there was a whole chinese exclusion act where chinese people were the only people illegal to come to the u.s and they don't teach people that but this small part of our history they keep and don't wrong i love it i think it's interesting but i just i think it's kind of crazy that they choose to focus on this but not on other things right but do you have anything else you'd like to add guilt or something um out of all the corrupt how it ended though you know there was a good savior out of this near the end of it you know out of all the corrupted judges there was a governor william phipps and he was really the savior and he put a stop to the trials he put a stop to the spectral evidence he released about up to 50 women that were waiting for execution you know and so i just really wanted to put his name out there that he was really the one that ended the salem witch trials Good for him. And I do know like towards the end, even though it ended, it was still so much bitterness between neighbors because they knew it was jealousy that played a huge role. I I looked up that Ann Putnam girl and she died alone, outcasted. She publicly apologized years later and her whole life was just basically apologizing. And uh, she killed people. What a little bitch. She she definitely killed people. And that day she was twelve years old. Her father should have put a stop to that. Well, his father, her father, uh, fed into it. He yeah, was the, he's dumb. The one accusing, uh, interrogating people and to- helping torturing them. Um, whoever his daughter said, you know, they mm-hmm. weren't under him. So you know, <laughs> I feel like they're legit. That perfect example of like a Karen with her son or daughter in school, like. He could punch the teacher in the face and be like, no, that, that wasn't my Timothy, that he would never do that. <laughs> Bitch, I guess the fuck he did. Your kid is bad. Yeah. So if you like, if you're into this stuff, you know, I play the game Town of Salem. My stream is X Troll Queen X. My username, I log in whatever username that you can add me as a friend is Troll Queen Esmeralda. And it basically is just this town everyone has different roles between you know witches townies there's mafia involved it's just a game but you you go around and you guys uh, we just accuse each other and we hang each other it's um, a mess but it's a good time it's a good time yeah so if you guys you know if you want to get into something like that you can catch me on there rubber witch is also on there sometimes if she's not being lame but- um I work and I go to school, so I'm dying inside. But yes, catch us, catch us on there right now. I'm honeymoon pie underscore on Twitch. So that's excuses. I work too and go. <laughs> okay, okay. But uh, you have anything else? Are you good? Oh, that's it. That's pretty much what I got down. I wanted to uh, point out some important people. I, I think that made a, a big impact. And, you know, Ann Putnam was one of them cotton mather definitely too was was a big one too yeah we don't stand these people so uh thanks everyone for coming today we hope to see you next week